Sorry, Tano boys. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh god. Tano uh, boys. Uh, Tano a Poe boys. boys production. Yep. 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 That's so, the one. That's the that's, one. That's the one. Tano boys. Tano boys. Um, cabin fever edition. Cabin fever edition. And Josh, I don't know if you want to do this, but we can give our um, update on our lives for Corona for perpetuity's sake. Oh boy. Um, I am indoors. And I'm at a shopping mall. And oh, Josh, you're not supposed to be in a shopping mall. <laughs> oh no. I mean, granted, Corona, like water on Teflon, just falls off a po' boy because uh-huh. of our chiseled features and sure. our ability to beat back any infection and or hater. Right. But our, uh, our muscle fibers are so um, dense and tight that nothing can. They uh, are tight. Them. They are. Yeah. They, they definitely are tight. Mm-hmm. I have not gained weight while <laughs> I am sheltered in place. I have not oh, looked boy. at we... the weights and saw, oh, my gosh, I gained four pounds in the last week. <laughs> That's definitely not happened because oh, my I'm chiseled to the core. Right, right. Four pounds of muscle. Um, I have two 12-pound dumbbells in my home that I have never used. I don't even know if they're mine. And so now... Where did they come from? I don't know. That's a, weird, that's a weird gift. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so that's, that's my workout equipment now, because I'm definitely not going to the gym. Even though I don't think my gym closed yet. Or if they have, they haven't given me an email. Um, they mu- they have to you, have closed. Yeah. Let me tell you, reps for days on these bad boys. Just just reps after reps after reps after reps on these 12 pounds. So you're doing what? Um, a kettlebell swing where you get into a squat yeah, a position and then you do a swing up and then switch hands, I imagine. Yeah, I do that. I hit, my, I hit myself a, in the head with the dumbbell. As a full body workout? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Josh, well, don't hit, you know, don't hit do yourself in the head. Do my oh. you know, Do my little ab circuit. My, a lot of my workouts have been lateral um, because my body is a temple and I'm getting a lot more sleep now. That, see, that's something that I should be doing instead of the opposite. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so I went back to my hometown and my family immediately quarantined me. So... I am currently in my childhood bedroom for the next 14 days. Um, oh I can gosh. I can see outside. Um, <laughs> for now. For now. Until <laughs> I break up the windows. <laughs> I don't know how my parents <laughs> would um, eliminate my access to the window, but um, I am my so I'm in my ch- I'm in my childhood bedroom um, as a 30 year old. So that's great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I am allowed to go outside once a day, so I am like a prisoner. So did any of this actually happen, or are you just looking for an excuse of me being quarantined? And- no, um, is this, is this just an excuse that you're going to say for why you stop working out? Oh no, I'm- there's a million reasons not to work out. No, I mean I I'm I work out all day. Um, good, good, good. Yeah, I got to stay on brand. Yeah, sure, sure. Now, I have an announcement for our listeners. I've we've noticed that there's been a steep decline in Po' Boy downloads. Great, perfect. And we've I've been on the case of how is this? You know, we had such a great December, and then what's happening? Where are where are all the Po' heads? Where are all our Tano boys? And I realized that with everybody sheltering in place, most people that I know, they listen to Po Boys while they're working out. And yeah. they or while they're driving in the car. And since those right, have been or drastically or at work, so, so since those have been drastically cut, I just want to assure you, Po heads, that you can work out in your home and listen to us at the same time. 
It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what are you doing? Start downloading again. Yeah. You what need is to your, listen. What is you your problem? Um, you can turn down the volume on your phone, hit play uh, overnight. Yeah. And, and, you know, while your phone's plugged in, won't even take any battery. And just to kind of encourage our Poheads to start downloading again, we're going to have a giveaway. Oh, are we? And we're going to give away something. It's going to be, it's a big, big prize. Huge prize. And mm-hmm. all you have to do is send us an email and say, you know, what piece of Star Wars you've been consuming while you've been um, social distancing. That's all you have to do. Email poboyspodcast at gmail.com. Tell us, mm-hmm. you know, how you've been, how, how you've been dealing with um, all of this and then how Star Wars has been helping you out. And, and then the right answer. And then you'll be put in a raffle for okay. the giveaway. And uh-huh. we've had a, we've had really really good giveaways um, in Po Boys. We had um, the shout out that we did. We had the um, art, the fan art contest, which was really really good. And we just what? give out these like very 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 good prizes. So there's mm-hmm. a special special prize, special giveaway, as long as you send us an email, and that'll. Right now, it's going to be good for um, the next um, the next couple episodes. So for the entire Ahsoka arc, which is presumably th- these four episodes, you can mm-hmm. enter into the giveaway, and then there's a big, 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 big prize. Like, and do you, what? What's the prize? It's big. It's really it's it's a fantastic prize, and we're just going to tease it. So we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, email us. Podcast at gmail.com. And um, you do know. I just texted it to you. Boop, boop. Did you? Okay, and, let me check my phone here. Oh, don't do not do that right now. Um, because we got to get... We got to get, get, get into the episode. I didn't get any texts. No, 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 no. It's... I sent it to your work one. Sorry. Anyway. Right, my work text? No, your work... Your po' boy's phone. Do you not... Anyway. So we're... we're our listenership is down... So your plan is a giveaway to clown them. What are you talking about? With a non-existent prize. No, it's a it's it's a good prize. Is it a prize that you're gonna have to send in the mail through your quarantine? Oh, I'm not gonna touch it. And what? And what's up with you? So it's a cyber prize. It's not a cyber prize, Josh. Oh my gosh, Josh. Listen, it's Po Boys merch. Okay. Oh, tight. It's, tight, tight, tight. It's a Pubway shirt. All right. Is it? it? Or hoodie. Are you paying for it? Or hoodie. Hoodie? I don't even have a Pubway's hoodie. Oh, well, we have an Etsy account. You can buy it whenever you feel like it. But um, it is Pubway's merch. I don't, I'm not going to physically touch it, but we're going to send it to wherever. And that seems like a pretty big prize. Oh, I mean, it's. I mean, we're only going to get like one email. Well, I mean, we're gonna probably we're probably gonna get a lot because this is a big, big prize. Hmm. 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 So. Okay. Um, okay. Josh, you have anything else? Who's gonna be paying for this T-shirt? Who? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I. We're... I'm not on Venmo, Pete. <laughs> yes, you are. No, I'm not. How are you not on Venmo? Because I'm not insane. What? Everybody and their mother's on Venmo. My mom's on Venmo. Yeah, and guess what? You're all going down together. Down together? To what? To go have some fun? Because we can all <laughs> collectively split meals through Venmo? Sure, you do you. You do you, man. You do you. This is, uh, this is, uh, what's that stupid movie thing you did? Stupid movie thing? Yeah, it's that thing all over again. You'll see. You'll see. Well, I was um, speaking of Corona and um, us talking about things we can't do anymore, like go- movie pass. Oh, movie pass. Yep. Oh, um, so Josh, we've talked about this. Of what was your what was the last thing you did? Um, now that you can't really do that anymore. So like you and I, I think 
that was the last le- thing I did. <laughs> so like, uh, the the movie theaters are closed. You know, everywhere. Right. And so. I did not realize that the last movie I saw in theaters was going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) And I skipped the end credits because I'm like, this movie's getting canceled. And they had two end credit scenes for the sequel of Sonic. Oh, no. You missed them. But I think the last restaurant I went to before everything was closed is when you and I were hanging out um, last Mm, week. mm. Yeah. Um, I went, the last movie I saw was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It slapped. It also had, um, actually three post-credit scenes. <laughs> um, setting up the Lady on Fire cinematic universe. There's, uh, it's of course, it ties into Lady in the Water. Um, and then there's, you know, um, Ladies of Grass, um, and then, you know, the wind cries Mary or something like that. You know, the elemental um, ladies. So that one slaps pretty good. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I think, I don't know if I remember if I went out to a restaurant after you and I hung out or not. I don't think I did. Uh-huh. I swung by a brewery maybe, but um, yeah, yeah, that's all over now. I mean, I'm, I'm fixing to brave the grocery store, but. Yeah. Other than that, and there's a lot of, you know, local restaurants here are doing takeout and like breweries. The the brewery I frequent is doing a pickup to go orders and deliveries. The comic book store is delivering. So it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Yeah. But if I, you know, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was a good last movie in theaters to see for, for the duration. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, I, um... My my sister told me about this poly, this um, challenge to put fifty dollars into your local economy each week. Mm-hmm. So buying gift cards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I'm back home, I don't really. I guess I can still do that, but it's definitely you know you and I are fortunate enough that we're both like salaried workers. Yeah, so. I'm 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 increasingly thankful for that. So like um, I'm able to yeah because I'm, I'm I'm still working I'm working from home but I I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where my I can still do everything I do in the office from home so um, it is not necessarily a dream job but it's, you know the job I've had as an adult and it's I don't know I I can't help but feel very fortunate in these times that I'm that I'm able to do that because there's definitely a lot of people who are who are getting hit a lot harder. Mm-hmm. By all of this. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, so I have um, a friend who listens to the pod um, uh, who runs and he works for the um, USTA, which is the U.S. Tennis Association, and they're in charge of um, the U.S. Open, which is the one of the four big tennis tournaments that is out there. And it's on Memorial Day weekend, and he's very pessimistic that it's going to happen. And that's the same. That's the same weekend as um, Celebration. So, I'm. Cu- I thought. No, Celebration. Sorry, Day. sorry. Um, the U.S. Opens on Labor Day weekend. I I misspoke. It, yeah. yeah. I I keep checking. I keep checking to see. I mean, I'm at the point. You know, I did the tough mud. I do the tough mutter. That was going to be in in June or late May and that got bumped to the weekend of Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I keep I keep checking. I keep waiting for, for Celebration to make an announcement or something. So far, the last thing they announced was applications are open for the podcast stage, so you and I have got some homework to do. Oh, yeah. I was feeling okay about the application until it asked for average number of listeners per episode. <laughs> uh, let's see what our what was our last one. Maybe it's a maybe it'll be like a raffle thing. <laughs> I don't know. I've always like you never really see the numbers of other podcasts. Yeah. I mean, some people I guess go through Podbean so you can see what they average because it shows on on their website. So like. Mm. This one, this last one, we had 
Oh, God. Granted, this episode came out. The one that came out last yeah, night. Yeah, the one that. I, I, We're recording yeah. this Friday morning, so. Um, here, let's um, let's do On Wings of Caradex. That was 17 mm-hmm. downloads. Okay, that's not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> Interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> um, on the Wings of Caradex, yes. But now we are, of course, on episode five. Yeah. Gone with a trace. Gone, and we gone do... with um, the old episodes that they were rehashing in with the actually putting a ton of money into these episodes. <laughs> um. We do now have a roadmap for a majority of the rest of the season. Um, I had speculated for a moment that perhaps this um, arc with Ahsoka and Trace and her sister would be the first part of the Mandalore arc. There have been Clone Wars arcs in the past where the first episode, like the, the arc where that ultimately ends with Darth Maul being brought back to life mm-hmm. is a four episode arc. But that arc spans across the galaxy, and the first episode of that arc is General Grievous sacking Dathomir. Mm -hmm. The second episode of that arc is Asajj Ventress being a bounty hunter and doing a train robbery. But this is all part of that Maul coming back to life arc. So, similarly to the pacing of that, I thought perhaps this arc would start... It was just Ahsoka taking the place of Ventress, and it would pick up where, you know, this is what Ahsoka's doing now and then go into the broader galaxy stuff. I thought perhaps that could be the case. Uh, It doesn't look like that's the case. It looks like this is a full four-episode arc about Ahsoka and where she's at now. And then the next two episodes after this arc, I think they've released episode descriptions of, are the Siege of Mantle They haven't said what the last two episodes are. I assume it's part of the same Mm -hmm. arc. Um, But yeah, my my theory that the Siege of Mantle was going to be the second arc and then the third arc would be something we we don't know about uh is not true or did not did not pan out Uh, well we really didn't do predictions all that much for what we wanted no no and i mean that's not it's not necessarily that wasn't necessarily a wish list item of mine it just based on we talked about based on some stuff dave filoni said in interviews and you know based on how other arcs have panned out in the past i couldn't help but wonder but it looks like we know our our three arcs now Mm -hmm. It's going to be um, Bad Batch, this kind of Ahsoka on Coruscant, or at least for now on Coruscant, and then and then Siege of Mandalore. Yeah, and I, when I say that it seems like Clone Wars are trying now in terms of their production, I think that what I'm meaning to say is it is pretty clear with a Bad Batch that they had a lot of the structure, a lot of the like meat of the episode already done when they started up again. Mm-hmm. And this is them flexing their muscles a lot more. Like the Ahsoka movement looks just like such a higher quality than the Bad Batch episodes. Yeah, and I I noticed the facial expressions and the facial animations mm-hmm. were were really good. Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, like like Pete said, the ba- the bones of the Bad Batch arc were already out there. The story reels in the in the previs animation. Um, so, yeah, but I, I guess perhaps this arc, you know, there was no, it was from the ground up. Um, I can't confirm that, but it seems like that is the case because they never talked about this being story reels, so I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, really solid animation. They really, I think you could very easily make the depths of Coruscant very drab and bland. But they really knocked it out of the park here with all the lighting and stuff. Yeah, they didn't do they didn't do as much of a deep dive into thirteen thirteen as I would have liked. Um, like yeah, they they weren't yeah. super we, detailed on it. Um, it seems like it was not as deep into Coruscant as you'd think thirteen thirteen is, and you just kind of assume that she goes deeper at certain points, mm-hmm. but. Well, I know she, I believe she does in the arc, the wrong, the wrong Jedi arc. I think she ends up going slightly deeper into there when she's hunting for who, uh, who framed her or whatever. Um, we should, I guess, touch on 1313 briefly for those that don't recall, Uh uh, before Disney bought Star Wars. 
EA, maybe, or no. Uh, maybe it was the guys who made Dead Space. Was, I don't know. A video game was in development called Star Wars 1313. It was a bounty hunter game set on that level of Coruscant. And it looked like it was fairly far along in production. There were some gameplay videos released and stuff like that. And um, when Disney bought Star Wars, that game got canceled. Uh, but, you know, 1313 is very much uh, an entity. It's, you know, not a not a proper noun thrown out without uh, without care. There's some weight to that um, element, I guess. Yeah, and I think that's one of the big complaints people have about Star Wars gaming because people were really, really excited about 1313. And then mm-hmm. it just didn't really come out. Although, I guess that was what Fallen Order ended up being? Mm, I mean, maybe. I, I suspect the two are fairly unrelated. Oh, okay. So, the official description of this episode is Ahsoka befriends a pilot, but must hide her Jedi past while trying to stop a dangerous droid. Um, this is one of the descriptions that is not as, like, dead accurate as it typically is. Like, sure, she befriends a pilot, but it's not like she needs to hide her past. Yeah, I mean, I guess she... That's a good point. And nobody's coming after her. I mean, I guess, you know... That's, yeah, that's true. You do get a sense, based on a short kind of political discussion the two of them have about the Jedi's place, that were she to out herself as a Jedi, the you know the world would treat her different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean... But that is a good point. She's not being hunted or whatever. And... To the episode's credit, rather than the description of the episode, her hiding her Jedi-ness is not really in the forefront. I mean, she doesn't say she's a Jedi. She does um, talk around it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't—it it, doesn't—it doesn't feel like a main thing that's going on. Is she's actively trying to hide it? It's more, you know. I think she tells. Um, trace as much as anyone would tell a stranger about their background. Yeah, really. and she also is distancing herself. Like, she... Yeah, social distancing. Yeah, she's doing a terrible job of it. <laughs> Boy, how Um She is saying that she's not part of the Jedi, so she's able to break that and be like, you know, this is my past, and she's getting into that. But she still does get offended by things, you know, when Trace is like... Mm-hmm. This is all the Jedi's fault. Like shit, stuff is real yeah. bad here, and that's because mm-hmm. the Jedi aren't here. You know, she does take a personal offense to it because you know she's been doing all this stuff. She's been risking her life. She's been watching, you know, clones that she was attached to all die, and then the people that she's protecting have this, you know, warped view and her opinion of that. Yeah, yeah, but that also comes, you know. Uh, gosh, not to get off on too much of a tear here. We have so much time, Josh. Well, you do. I've got to get to the grocery store and then uh, lift these 12-pound dumbbells a couple thousand times to get my sweet, sweet burn. <laughs> um, the I think that discussion they have is, is emblematic of how people can, can feel about war now and how certain wars, it's less clear to the everyday citizen what that war's effect on them is, particularly with someone like, you know, Trace and her sister are, are very down their luck. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately with this um, season of the Clone Wars of, like, what are the Clone Wars actually about? Like, they start in that arena on Geonosis, and I, I guess the idea is that the Separatists are trying to take over the whole galaxy or sway the whole galaxy to their cause. So you got to figure if you're, if you're tracing her sister, and I apologize. I keep forgetting. Uh, Raffaella. Um, <clears throat> Rafa. She calls her Rafa, right? Um, let's see. Rafa. Um, yeah. Rafa. You're right. Rafa, not Raffaella. So these, these two sisters are, are, you know, clearly down on the luck, living hand to mouth, you know, scraping by as best they can. If you're in that situation, it doesn't, this war doesn't, is not necessarily going to have a huge impact on your life. Like whether the separatists are the ones breathing the clean air on the top of Coruscant or the Republic. No, 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 is, no I disagree. 
It's probably. I not disagree with that because what her, her what her point oh, yeah. is saying is that resources went to the Clone Wars. So she's saying that a part of the situation of the lawlessness, the fact that Bobby Moynihan and his uh, terrible thugs who suck at their job um, can just rough her up is because the Jedi, the Jedi. Yeah. So it's more of, it's an issue of like Hmm. war at home is ignored for the war away, basically. Um, which is like a criticism Mm -hmm. that a lot of people have about like the U S government of, you know, you're investing all of this money to help people abroad, which is like a good idea to help like refugee camps and, you know, the peace corps, et cetera. But then there's like all of this poverty and issues happening in like U S cities and people advocate, you know, we shouldn't help abroad until we help ourselves and help the people that are actually there. But for their perspective, it's the Jedi or the people that fix everything. And they're right. too busy with these clones, with this war, and they are not actually helping the people that need help. Yeah, yeah, I, no, you're, you're right. She does. That does seem to be the, the crux of her, her distaste with the Jedi, which is interesting mm-hmm. because... Can't help but feel like that perception. Even if there wasn't a war going on, I don't think that the Jedi would be messing around in Coruscant. They're, you know, the Jedi are not um, prolific. There are not hordes and hordes of them, despite what you see at the end of Attack of the Clones. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's curious that she has the perception that they might have protected her. And she does mention stories. She hears stories as a child. And it's interesting that, you know, this is not the first example we've seen of public perception of what the Jedi should be and what the Jedi are doing, um, being kind of confused. It seems like the public is just as confused of, about what the Jedi's place in their society is and what the Jedi's place in their society should be as the Jedi themselves are. But I don't think the Jedi admit it. But it seems like, yeah, like no no one, the fundamental understanding of the Jedi's place in society at this point in the history of the galaxy is just is just gone. Like I don't think anyone uh, is, is sure-footed about what it is or what it should be, mm-hmm. and it, it speaks to the the ultimate dissolution of it. And you know, a few weeks from now, when Revenge of the Sith happens, um, and and. It, it, again, just adds credence to how Palpatine was able to dismantle that whole order because it's already so diluted. Their identity to the world around them and their identity to themselves has become so diluted and confused. Um, and that, yeah, I guess that, that the little conversation the two of them had um, really reflected that. I also just thought it was a very well-written, well-acted conversation, and it, it felt like... It felt like a conversation you could overhear in a workplace about two people talking about current events and stuff like that. Yeah, and it also is a really good example of a conversation between two people that are drastically... There's a a drastic distance in the information that they have. Where, like... And I have this conversation with people that, like, don't follow politics. Or even, like, in Star Wars, you know, when somebody talks to me about, like, you know, liking like a movie or liking, you know, some information, I have to hold back, you know, knowing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you do it very. No, subtly. I do it with grace and candor. Um, I'm like, hey, you dumb idiot. Um, yeah, I know so much more than you. But that's that's kind of how I was viewing it from Ahsoka's view of like she knows so much more. She has all this background and but at the same time she knows so much less because reality is her experience though broader in terms of its scope is more limited far more people in the galaxy are living uh traces experience yeah than ahsoka's you know ahsoka's experience was from the top of the pyramid and trace and rafa's is from is from the bottom is is you know, for lack of a better word, realer or, or truer, more Woke. indicative of the average being in the galaxy. 
Um, and so, so and whereas Ahsoka's is so warped by, like we talked about, this kind of diluted sense of identity and this philosophical navel-gazing that the, the Jedi have been uh, so guilty of throughout the prequel era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, it is um, interesting. Her traces very realistic. Like I, when I first watched it, I thought it was a little like clunky, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. Of their like interactions of like, hey, I'm gonna charge you. Okay, I'm gonna go. Hey, you can stay. Oh yeah, the 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 commerce of it all was very, it was very confusing. Yeah, haggling. I was like, this is awful. But then you, <laughs> the man, we got to get our numbers man in here. Break oh, our numbers man right now is in a free fall. Just AKA the insider uh, threat is just posting our our money man. I, I don't want to look at our portfolio right now. <laughs> our money man just keeps sharing meme after meme as this whole crisis has been going on and i'm like are we okay (laughs) and i'm guessing the answer is no (laughs) well then this is just the distraction he needs i hesitate to make this comment it is a note i took i i don't mean this in any sort of way of making fun um or anything like that but we you know we talked about how ahsoka's experience is more is more limited and that you know, you know she does she's obviously very intelligent she has a, an idea of what's going on with the war and stuff but her experience is a uh a less common experience than um than trace it it sort of felt a little to me like ahsoka was uh, a homeschooler okay like sometimes you have um kids who are homeschooled for like elementary school and middle school or something. And then they go into, you know, high school or college, um, from a homeschool environment. And it's, I don't know. I mean, I can speak to it. I wasn't homeschooled, but you know, you get the sense that it's a a bit of a culture shock or, you know, that they, they're coming from a, from a vastly different experience. And it, I, I very much got that vibe from, from Ahsoka's interactions. So I won't speak to homeschool, students because i have some and some listen to this pod so i'm well i'm not trying to i'm not gonna i'm not gonna weigh in one way or the other what i would say is (laughs) the when you said that i immediately thought of like ahsoka is a person in a story that is from like the one percent of royalty so like like i think like Mm -hmm. princess jasmine and aladdin where like she tries mm-hmm. to escape and she's from all of this huge wealth, so she can't even see or relate to what is happening. Um, but instead of her being a princess stuck in like a castle, she's like a princess that has been destroying and killing droids for the last, you know, her whole life, and then is now thrust into yeah. a situation where she is with the rest of society. Or I guess I mean this is the lower levels of society. So she's with the poor people now when mm-hmm. she was, you know, well-fed, she had access to a ship. She had the ability to go wherever. Um, and now that that's been kind of compromised, she only has like a speeder bike that can barely move. And like, did she not see the Carfax and on it? Like, do they not have Carfax? She must not have Wi-Fi. Uh, so you mentioned she has a bike. That's not the only thing. She has she her has wits. She, she has her wits. Has That's a good point. And a very hip jumper, which is very in style these days. Um, yeah. Yeah, very jumpers. Hip look. Very cool yeah, hipster jumper. Jumpers jump are jump like super. Jumper or romper no, or whatever they're maybe, called. Yeah, let's get some matching rompers for the pod. That would slap. And I guarantee... That her universe will definitely have some sort of a Soka jumper. I, I, if we looked at it right uh, now, I guarantee it's probably up there. <laughs> well, they might wait. That was one of my favorite comments that Dave um, Filoni made about how much Ashley Eckstein is profiting from all of this. <laughs> uh, you know, rightfully so. She saw the market for First it. First movers. Uh, I, I own, I own several uh, her universe shirts for sure. Uh, very hip romper jumper whatever uh-huh. you want to call it uh uh and a and a broken bicycle um i really want to talk about 
Ashley Eckstein's performance in this episode because just the way that this these episodes ended up falling and the release of the the Star Wars saga as a whole. Um, Ashley Eckstein's already reprised her role as Ahsoka in a post-Clone Wars world in, in Rebels. And so we've already gotten to see her as Ahsoka further on in Ahsoka's life. And now in this arc, she's going back. Um, and so she's she's hitting a, a, a middle ground between where last we uh-huh. see Ahsoka in Clone Wars and where first we see her in Rebels. And I think she does it spectacularly. And in, in, in seeing her reprise the role here, it really drives home how much she changes between Clone Wars and Rebels. There's a there's an energy and a I don't know a swashbuckly kind of kind of energy to her in in the Clone Wars that is that is gone that is by by the time Rebels comes around. Um, and there's a there's like a placidness to her in Rebels and a. Uh, not, not quite a severity, but there's, it's something calmer. It's, I don't know. Um, so to see her go back to this um, and sort of set up a trajectory towards towards that uh, the character we meet in Rebels, I thought she did uh, a fantastic job. I was, I was very impressed. And it felt great to see Soka again. Yeah, I thought when I, when we first saw the first like five minutes of content of her interactions with trace i actually thought that she was a little rusty in terms of her voice um because this hmm. is supposed like she's supposed to be more broken up and like this is supposed to be immediately hmm. you know she leaves the jedi order she buys the speeder bike off of like speeders are us and but i don't think it is immediately because there's dozen plus episodes between between then and now. So where where was she before she after she left? Yeah, I I'm it's my understanding. I don't think this is the next day. I, I don't think that at all. Okay. Then I would like to know. I I mean we're not going to, but I would like to know, like what she was up to before she had was heading to thirteen thirteen, and you know. We can also maybe it'll be explained in the next three episodes. Like that might be the reason why it's written that she is hiding her Jedi past, or she um, she is must hide her yeah must hide yeah. her Jedi past. Maybe that's maybe that's one of the reasons is that she's there. But mm-hmm. could be. I guess for me, like the the first thing we see in this episode is Ahsoka's bike failing and plummeting, and her kind of you know there's a plenty of ah oh like efforts and and very you know animated reaction all that, and then you know I try to imagine well the Ahsoka we meet in Rebels I think if this same thing happened to her she would respond in total silence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean she would just as competently handle the situation, but there would you know. I, grown, grown up Ahsoka from from Rebels is yeah I don't know there's there's a there's a nuance to the performance I, I really appreciate and I think Ashley Eckstein has really taken advantage of the this opportunity to to portray the same character over um, decades of of that character's life and has done a a good job of making sure that the character you know evolves I think um, a a less passionate performer um, would maybe just, you know, the voice is the voice. How much does the voice change in 20 years? Uh, it's not that different, you know. And I think she really goes for it in a cool way. I also think it's weird, speaking of the very beginning of the episode, we still got those fades, baby. I didn't notice them as um, much. But I think, no, they weren't, they weren't as prevalent in this one. But I think the most emotional... One one of the two or three most emotional things to happen in the Clone Wars series is when Ahsoka leaves the mm-hmm. the Jedi Temple, and so usually when we are getting our little recap in the beginning of an episode, it is something like Civil War battle droids are child abandoned by her uh, by her older brother. The Trade Federation's gone hog wild. Um, so to have. What, for me, as a viewer, was a significantly emotional uh-huh. event, recapped this way, <laughs> was very so jarring. off with no family. Betrayal. Um, Discarded like trash. I, yeah, I 
<laughs> with no home, no credits, was... no problems for a Soka Tunnel. A jumper, a bike, and a dream. She really gets it with this jumper. Uh. <laughs> so that was that was that was jarring. And, you know, it, it it is what it is. I'm not I'm not knocking her or whatever, but it was just that's that's the most. I can think of. I mean, we're just assuming everyone's seen all the Clone Wars at this Spoilers. point. So spoilers ahead, I guess. The only other event I can think of is the death of Satine. Maul kills Satine. Oh yeah, I um, I love you, and, and then I, boom. And I, all right, and I'm sure that that's touched on in the recap for the next episode. But I don't. I mean, it's not. I don't know. I'll have to watch. I'll have to see how that was handled. Because yeah, usually you know. Uh, devastating emotional trauma is not well um, communicated through essentially a guy saying extra extra read all about it. Yeah, well, it makes you it makes not you think of I'm like what the people that are like sports announcers or um, you know like the the guy that does SNL the intro to SNL like mm-hmm. Did, mm-hmm. do they turn off or is that their voice when they're talking to their family? Yeah, oh, hopefully. hopefully it's their voice all the time. Musical guest, a binary load lifter. Um, speaking of the binary load lifter. Yes, let's talk about um, corporate synergy. That droid, like, why was she not building these droids for the droid army the whole time? That thing is insane. Like, <laughs> those are the droids that they should be building, not these, like, you know terrible battle droids that they always build well maybe they're less financially feasible and they're crazy um i want to yeah so let's talk about star wars synergy real quick here in this episode binary load lifters are of course the the droids that c-3po refers to when he's talking to owen lars in a new hope he says oh my my first job was programming binary load lifters oh wow deep cut um yeah, so that, that ties into the original trilogy there. And then, of course, you have either Rafa or Trace, I can't remember which. Call somebody a moof milker. Yeah. You got your sequel trilogy tie in there. Uh, when they go to Old Town Coruscant, where all the arts theaters and um, artisanal chicken finger restaurants are, they see a lot of cats. You see cat, a lot of loath cats. Which is like, yeah, so what the heck? Now they're everywhere. What Synergy. the heck? Uh, which is a tie-in to Rebels. And then, uh, this isn't quite a story tie-in, but Bobby Moynihan is the, is the, I don't know, guy who comes those around are, Those are money. Um, three new aliens. Sense. I think the one Bobby Moynihan was, it looks familiar. Yeah. It looks like something I've seen, but I can't quite place it. Um, but, yeah, so there, right in this episode, you have brief nods to you know the sequel trilogy the original trilogy uh and to animation to to rebels so nice nice touches all hmm um and you have a nice so ahsoka referring to anakin as an mm-hmm. older brother uh which is interesting it's also you know obi-wan also you were brother to me speaks to the kinship among certain jedi unknown uh, species as of now hmm 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 uh, and then I so I I really enjoyed this episode. I have to say, as so much involving Ahsoka is, um, her story tends to unfold with my um, ever maturing tastes and less stupid tastes, perhaps. And I, I I was thinking even in in I guess 2015, which is perhaps when this episode would have originally aired. Versus 2020, you know, I, I remember when the Clone Wars was originally on, um, still being lukewarm on a very wide swath of episodes. Um, you know, I needed I needed some grit or some intense action or a character from the movies is really what brought me in, or Mandalorians or Cad Bane, you know. Um, and I, I think I had more of a taste for surface-level uh-huh. spectacle and things like that. Even even into 2015 when the show was ending, um, and I think if this episode had aired in the original run of Clone Wars, I would have. I, I I don't know that I would have enjoyed it as much. I don't think it would have spoken to my taste as much because it was just 
you know, I would have been like, eh, you know, it's fine. The droid looked cool. Ahsoka fought it cool. Okay. Uh, no impact on the mythology mm-hmm. as a whole or whatever. Uh, I suspect Pete, I may have in 2015, if this episode had aired, may have perhaps gotten a text from you saying filler. You can obviously speak to that more than I. Um, People change, I, in, Josh. In, I like this episode. You know, well, that's and that and that's what I'm talking about now. I really loved this episode, and I know I know for fact, particularly if this was like a season uh-huh. two or three episode, I I would have been like, ugh, get, where's where's the Mandalorian? <laughs> but I really enjoy this episode, and it, you know I think it speaks to. Uh, I, I guess I've developed uh, uh, an affection for character over spectacle, perhaps. Um, I've really gained a, an appreciation for the animation and the aesthetic of the show. Um, and I, I think it's, it's just, it's a testament to these characters, um, how much I enjoy this episode, uh, for sure. And, you know, kudos, kudos, um, but I, when I was watching it, I couldn't help but admit that college age me, um, would have probably not been blown away by this episode or not not as into it as i am now for sure um one quick edit um i looked it up while we've been talking um pinto which is bobby moynihan's character was they have not named the species yet but it was it was in rebels it was the foreman on the episode where they go for the uh they save the purgles on on the mm, yeah told you i recognize him told you um, i recognize him but they have not named that, and I haven't looked into the henchmen yet. Yeah, those I did not recognize. Um, let's see. Uh, this episode's called Gone with a Trace. Character's name is Trace. Okay. Uh, Season 7, episode 2, a distant episode. Character's name is Echo. Uh, so second, second pun title this season. Um, and I guess my take on that is... Um, please well, no, I mean, stop. it also allows us to know the new character. So <laughs> the next episode is Deal or No Deal. So we're going to see the character Deal. I'm very excited. Oh, like, Or there's going to be like a character name. Yeah, who's like who is Deal? Um, we haven't been. Or a character named um, Orno. Yeah, or, you know, like that's pretty cool. Um, so I'm looking for I'm looking forward to these like new characters names. Deal or No, no deal. deal. And then the episode Man, after look. that. So let me. Pull it up. All right. Let's see. Let's see that new character after, you know, deal or no deal. Um, then it's dangerous debt. So dangy. You know, we get to we get to see who who that is. That's no, I think probably debt. Dexter Jetster. Oh, man, I would really like <laughs> yep. to see um, yep. Dex. I would, too. Um, uh, as long yeah. as he's wearing a belt. Clone troopers. Uh, that character. Cloners. Damn yeah, good ones! Scene, I oh, really I like that, that scene a lot. Scene. And it—he weirdly like it's very clear that he's a friend with Obi Wan Kenobi, but that character also is very creepy, kind of when he laughs, like when he says how big your pocketbook is. Well, just sinister to when it. I go to a uh, Waffle House, I never want to talk to the chef, but that's what I would imagine. Well, that's more of a silver diner. Um, I—I I disagree, but. Well, you wrong, have but. you can have you know an incorrect opinion. Yeah, you. Yes, it's you okay to be wrong once in a while. Yep, that's right. That's, that's right. right. It's okay to be that, um, and, quarantined and, and wrong. How long are we gonna do this? And I'm glad your parents <laughs> are keeping you in your room so that you can't go out into the world espousing this nonsense. I'm, well, I'm gonna open my window and shout it out. <laughs> hey, <laughs> did you just see the hey. last episode of Claw Wars? <laughs> They'll be like, I can't hear you. There's an acre between us. Hi. Hey. The diner. The diner. It's like Waffle two. House. It's like, it's like Waffle House. <laughs> Not Silver Diner. And they'll be like, there, neither of those exist in Pennsylvania. What? Oh, boy. Like, what would you even know? you probably never even been to a Silver Diner. I have one last note here. And that's on... Well, actually, I have two other things I want to say. One, what, based you on get the episode one. title. You get one, Josh. I'm taking them both. Um, Gone with the Trace and and Deal or No Deal reminds me. Sometimes Clone Wars... I love Clone Wars. Some of these They're episode titles for Clone Wars, they actually really suck. Oh. <laughs> They're, like, pretty I'm, bad. 
the soft war, tipping points. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Shadow, Shadow Warrior. Warrior. That one's okay, yeah, I guess. They're, they're, they're all really good. Um, Supply Lines, name of an episode. Evil They plans. don't really invest a lot into the titles, though. Which I... You know, it's no. not... I'm, I'm completely fine with that. Because I'm, I'm a person... I get I want to go into I mean, the story, all right? Like, oh, title... I'm walking through that door, regardless of what the title is, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, same. And again, I love the show, but, you know... And I'm having a great time. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. However... <laughs> you can't bring me down. Gone, gone, gone with a trace. I don't know. It is um this this uh, twenty two minutes right times. or twenty one. So on mine it says twenty four. Yeah, but there's credits. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But clearly they are now. That's a new thing. Uh huh. Adding the credits to the runtime because as you remember, on the wings of Kiradax again with these episode titles was originally 19 minutes. 19 minutes. Was this a YouTube video? 19 minutes, hashtag 2020, hashtag for the fans. Uh, now is 21 minutes. So at some point, Disney Plus started including not just the credits, but the international Oh, really? Credits. That's... Like, if oh, you keep watching... okay. If you keep watching, it's all the credits for... Like, okay, and this is the Spanish-language voice actors, and this is the German-language voice actors. To freaking bolster that little runtime after they heard me give them that sick slam, was this YouTube video, 19 minutes, hashtag for the fans. Uh, don't be fooled. Okay, On the Wings of Tyrodex, that's still a 19-minute episode, baby. Don't be fooled. I feel don't like... Don't be fooled. So I'm looking over here at, at you know, Distant Echo. Oh, 26 minutes. Nah, that's not 26 minutes. I'm saying. I feel like this this take you're giving is something that we heard in line at Celebration where somebody's like, there needs to be more. Stop. There needs to be more content, more content. Hey, look, I don't care if there's more or less content, but like if you're going to give me a 19 minute episode and then try and tell me it's 21 minutes. You know, listen, I'm not going to fall for that and I'm not going to let any of my friends in Po'boy Nation be fooled by that. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call out. Um, collusion where I see it. And we have access to their emails, so we'll we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, but their emails. But their emails. But their emails. So you had a second but one, a second comment, or that was both of them. Episode titles, episode runtimes. That's what you come here yeah, to hear about. And deal or no deal. What the heck? So Hey, what the fresh heck? If you wanna hashtag safe for work. shoot us an email. Hashtag family friendly. Um about how you're doing out there. Heck. Um what Star Wars is helping you out with, Poboys Podcast at gmail.com. I guess we're on social media. I mean we have at Poboys Yeah, Pete's on Twitter at Poboys Podcast. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and maybe I'll try and be more involved in that now that I'm working from home. People keep thanking us for the follows, and I'm like, I'm literally just following anybody that utters the word Star Wars. Don't. Um, but they're like, oh, I'm so, I'm th- so thankful, so thankful. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, thank you for the follows. I'm trying to get to a hundred during this whole thing. We're following, yeah. We're. But um, other mm-hmm. than that, if we followed five hundred people, how many do you think will follow us back? Fifty. So if we follow 500 people, we get 50 followers, then we unfollow all 500. How many of those 50 do you think would notice that we unfollowed them and unfollow us? <laughs> Not all 50. These are, I mean, these are but the like, yeah, hypotheticals. Maybe we spend some time. Maybe like if and we the thought experiments that people, people come for for this content. And then wait a couple of days, see who falls back, and then we'll unfollow all of them. You know, we could end up with like 100 followers. 